these are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss the Goonies. And if anyone has seen Mikey Walsh, please inform him to come to the main office to pick up some sort of map that his father left. Welcome to the Retro Club, where your host Megan and Sir Johnimus. I saw you like gearing up for something. I didn't know what you were doing. I'm just more excited than excited about this this one. This is my favorite movie all time. Mm-hmm. So, I oh, you want to jump in? You don't want to catch up on our week? And oh no, I'm going to catch up on our week. We have a sick baby. Oh no, I'm sad. Yeah, I blame your dad. What? I don't know. She did get to experience a couple of new things in the past week. We had uh, Covered Bridge is over now, but we went to Covered Bridge. and She, she... went to my nephew's basketball game. Got to have a pickle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went great. to Michigan for a wedding and yeah. almost died. Not really. It wasn't that bad. But we got in a car accident. Our yeah. first one together. The <laughs> car, there was a guy pulling a um, trailer. Mm-hmm. You were asleep, so you don't get to tell the story at all. Okay. So, Megan was asleep. <laughs> the trailer came off of this guy's vehicle and started skidding back. I had two vehicles in front of me. I had to m- miss one vehicle. And then the next vehicle just, j- just jumped right next to me. So, I had no choice but to just pretty much hit that thing. And it it was scary. You woke up right out of a dead sleep. Yeah, I did. Felt bad. It was not fun. Our new-ish car, new to us. <sighs> this car is cursed, I swear. I'm telling you, this is the second time it's went down. Yeah, in like, what, six months or something? Something like that. I guess it'd be, yeah, right at six months? Whatever. Close. It's dumb. So the car is out of commission again, <laughs> and our baby is sick, and <clears throat> covered bridge is over, and spooky season is officially over by the time you hear this, which it is, is sad. It's, it's it's sad and it's it's just moving on to something else. I'm really excited for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Football and the food. I mean. Yeah, the spooky season was weird for me this year. I don't know. I, I know really, we kept saying that, but I like, really wasn't just into it like I like we normally have, are. Have been in yeah days gone by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. With spooky season gone, that means we're moving out of just horror movies. the horror genre, and we're going to start covering a little bit more stuff, which, I mean, we just did the horror, spooky, whatever, just because of the season, but... Yeah, it. we finally just made a decision to do something else, and this is really, like, something we actually wanted to do. I'm really excited for the movies we picked for... November and December. I think they are all good picks. Mm-hmm. So kicking off November, we're starting with one of your favorite movies. I really my like favorite it too. Movie. It is your your favorite movie. It is my favorite movie. Okay. So we're covering The Goonies. Yes. <laughs> Goonies! Which I really like it too. I mean, I I had seen it before 
we got together, I believe, or, I mean, uh, it's been a long time ago that I saw it, but I also really enjoy it. Well, I would have believed you would have saw it. It's like an all-timer. Well, and it also came out in, what year did it come out in? 1985, baby. 85, okay. Well, you were born that year, so. So what? You would have been literally like four months old. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it was on HBO a lot, and I watched it a ton as a kid. Yeah. I I think I watched that movie more than any other movie. Yeah, we watch it every couple months I feel like we put it on just as a fun fun movie to watch it's like an all-year-round movie I think it is it never falls out of sorts it's something I can always watch and it just you have fun mm-hmm. I think you can watch it as a couple you can watch it as a family you can watch it by yourself and mm-hmm. it just never gets boring yeah and I've got a quick synopsis of the movie. I did not read this ahead of time. So once again. Well, don't worry. I'll critique it. Hopefully it's not as bad as. Well, last last week's was fine. I thought for Halloween. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I didn't have to do any adjustments to it. We'll see. I think these are coming from like Wikipedia or something. I don't know. It's just what pops up when you Google the synopsis. <laughs> well, go so ahead. here I'll, is what it says for I'll the do Goonies. My thing. It says, old-fashioned yarn about a band of adventurous kids who take on the might of a property-developing company which plans to destroy their home to build a country club. When the children discover an old pirate map in the attic, they follow it into an underground cavern in search of lost treasure, but come up against plenty of dangerous obstacles along the way. It was very nice. That that wasn't bad either. Yeah. I mean, you could have talked about the Fratellis. Well, but, it's just you know, a synopsis. That's what we're going to get into here in a second. The Fertilis to be should be brought up in the synopsis. It says they came up against dangerous things, so oh my gosh. it's implied. Anyway, hey, we've already guys. we've discussed what year it came out, so I guess you're right. going to tell us a little bit about the movie itself, as far as like budget, cast, crew, things like yeah. that. All right, I can do that. Tell me. I'll give myself a chance to talk. So the budget on this one was 19 million. So roughly 52, 53 million today. And it made 125 million. So Not bad. that's right at like 345 million dollars. Uh yeah, so that's a success. That is a very good success story. Mhm. And you knew the movie was going to be a hit because it had Steven Spielberg's name all over it. Oh, yeah, he is the director. No. Or... He, the story. The oh, he by didn't... Him. Okay. No, Richard Donner. Okay. Is the director. Uh, it's got a, a ton of good names linked to it, like Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus, mm-hmm. <laughs> who would become a very great screenwriter, wrote the script for this movie. And then you had Richard Donner not only direct it, but he was the main producer for it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I remember right, the first person cast for the movie was not Sean Astin. I think Corey Haim was the first name inked. Corey Haim? Yeah. Or Corey Feldman. I was like, what Corey Haim's not in it. <laughs> yeah, my fault. That is that is on me. You no, know, you have Sean Astin, who plays Mike. Mm-hmm. Mikey. Uh, Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Brolin's son from our first episode. Yep. Vamadiel. Yep. 
But uh, Josh Brolin, who plays Brand, who all of a sudden becomes Josh. Is that short for Brandon? Yes. Okay. I'm like, they really just name him Brand. They no, they call him Brandon too. Okay. I'm I'm I mean it, Brandon. That's not funny. Okay. Uh, then you have, of course, Corey Feldman as Mouth. Uh, Carrie Green, she was in Lucas with Corey Haim. So, <laughs> mm, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. Uh, Jonathan Kehu Kwan, <laughs> he played Data. Oh, okay. But um, everybody knows him as Short Round from Temple of Doom. I, okay, movies. you can't really say that though. Like, I, yes, I know the Indiana Jones movies, and yes, I do know that. But I'm not a big Indiana Jones fan, really. Oh my so god! So people may not know that. I love the three Indiana Jones films. It'd be hard not to, to like Goonies, but not like the Indiana Jones films. They're so good, except for the fourth one. Well, we're just <laughs> pretend like that didn't exist. That piece of shit. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeff Cohen, who played uh, Chunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, Martha Plimpton, who plays uh, Steph. Uh, is that the blonde or the brunette? Yeah. What? That was a yes. No, 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 no. She, she's not the main chick. She's the blonde that has the short hair in the okay. in the crab bucket. Uh, so that wasn't a yes or no movie. question. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, you got Ann Ramsey, Mama Fratelli. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know what else she's been in. She looked familiar. Throw Mama from the Train. What? Throw mama from throw mama from from the train. That's a movie. That was a big movie for its time. Billy Crystal. Ah, yes, that old classic. John Matusak, an Oakland Raider. Oh yeah. He played Sloth. Mm-hmm. I always remember that because I mean he wore his Raider shirt to uh, the filming. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not Who his else? jersey, just a shirt. Like, no, 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 just, a, just a Raider t-shirt. Okay. Uh, Robert Davey as uh, Jake Fratelli. Mm-hmm. The one that's got like the kind of... Facial hair? No, he doesn't have facial hair. What am I trying to say? He has, div- he has divots. Okay. <laughs> He's been in a ton of movies. He's in like Die Hard, uh, <laughs> Maniac Cop. <laughs> I've never seen that one. He's been in a ton of movies I like. Hmm. Oh, uh, Joe uh, Pontliano. He plays Francis Fratelli. Oh, the other brother. Uh-huh. Also was in Ready to Rumble. That's right. Yeah, that's why he looks familiar. It all comes back to Ready to Rumble. And then, of course, Mary Ellen Trainer, who we've already talked about from Monster Squad. She always plays the mom. Oh, yeah, I guess She's so. She's in all those great 80s movies. Just plays everybody's mom. Yep. Uh, Steve Anton, who I'll give some love to, he was a young actor that's in one of my favorite movies from, I guess, ever, from my early childhood and adolescence, uh, The Last American Virgin. Steve Anton's really good. Not seen that either. You know, for someone who does a movie podcast, I haven't seen a lot of movies. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awful. (laughs) Sorry. My bad. I'm here to learn. Anyway... (laughs) The rest of the cast, I guess, are just kind of they're smaller characters at this point. But um, I guess we can just jump into what the movie, like the whole breakdown of the movie. 
Well, something I wanted to do that we haven't done before, we could mm-hmm. do, uh, I wanted to talk about the soundtrack to this movie. Okay. We usually do it at the end when we do our rating and stuff. Okay. I, I, okay. I mean, we can I'll talk about it. the soundtrack. I don't care because we'll, it'll just come back full circle. It's hard not to talk about Cindy Lauper. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big Cindy Lauper person and Goonies Are Good Enough is a great song. Obviously written for the movie. And it's so freaking 80s. Mm, yeah, it just, is. It just, it lightens your heart. It is a good song. It, it really is. Let's, okay, let's, we'll run right into the movie. Okay. If you're ready. I am ready. Okay, so the movie opens up like montage style, right? With the car chase. Uh, yeah, it starts with the jail first. Oh, them breaking. Yeah. Breaking uh, out of jail. That's right. That's where the car chase comes into play. All right, so you have the Fratellis. That's who you want to talk about so bad. They actually <laughs> open up the movie because the two brothers, or no, one of the brothers is in jail, right? Yeah, Jake. Just one of them. The one with the divots. Yeah. Yes, I guess. The scars, <laughs> the pock marks, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, and his mom and brother come to break him out. Yeah, they pour gasoline around the entire jail. Because mm-hmm. he fakes uh, suicide, like he's mm-hmm. hung himself. himself. Yeah, and the cops come in to take him down, or the whoever the officers come in to take him down, and he attacks them. And he even left a note on his body. He did. Oh yeah, because it said something like, "Do you really think I'd be stupid enough to kill myself?" Yeah, and they look up, and his eyes are open, like. <laughs> And he ends up kicking the crap out of the officers and taking off out of the building where his brother has set a literal ring of fire around the perimeter. <laughs> so. And he shot the freaking gasoline and that's how the fire started. While yeah. the ground was wet. Yeah. Come on. Which this... I Which took- I'm not trying to shoot down my own movie. Look, I've heard this somewhere. I don't know where exactly. But if you've ever... If you pay attention in movies where they're outside and there's pavement, the pavement is always wet. It's a yes. it's a filming thing where they wet the pavement. I don't know why. It's it, a visual thing. If it's like, to, yeah, something to stop glares or if it just makes it more... Aesthetic. Yeah. But they always wet the pavement. I also kind of figured it's because of all like, you see like debris and stuff like this covering road. You just wet it and you just don't notice it. That or they spray it off and they're like, screw it, let's roll. (laughs) It's still wet, but let's go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he shoots the gasoline to light it on fire, which I'm pretty sure Mythbusters busted on an episode. Uh, If it wasn't from that movie, they definitely busted it. Yeah, just the idea of being able to start a fire with a gunshot. Sorry. That's just movie magic, but it's it's (laughs) magic that I love. Yeah. Street magic. Not thinking that, like Chris Angel. Yeah. <laughs> dark my street mind. Magic. Just dark street magic. Mind freak. And, mind freak. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they end up uh, trapping the police in this ring of fire and they take off. And ensues the car chase. And this is where you get the montage where all the kids, you right. get introduced to all the main children, the Goonies. Yes. Uh, as the car chase is happening and through Rosalita. the town. Oh, yeah, her too. <laughs> <laughs> when she does that, that little, like, waddle across the street. Across the street, yeah, and gets spun up by the cars. Like, Mouse helping his dad fix someone's uh, sink. Mm-hmm. The sink backfires. And, uh, and sprays in his face. Right. Uh, you have the one girl that's uh, diving for crabs. Oh. <laughs> One's cheerleading. 
Data's uh, trying out his invention that yeah. ends up putting him right into a trash can. Yeah, it's like it suction cups to the trash can, <laughs> and instead of pulling the trash can to him, it pulls him to the trash can and dumps him in, which also would not happen. Those teeny tiny <laughs> suction cups. And then we were talking about the one where, like, it was so us. Was chunking the pizza and watching out the window. <laughs> Eating pizza and drinking a milkshake. And he turns off the TV and still hears, like, because there's like a... No, 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 that's mouth. Oh, he, is he, it? He sees it while he's in the pizza parlor. That's right, that's right. And he turns, because he's the only one who actually sees it. Right. Mouth turns off the TV and still hears the siren. So he starts beating the TV. <laughs> and then it goes to Chunk with his pizza and milkshake. He's like, oh, and leans up against the glass. Squirts his milkshake all over in this bright pink milkshake. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> I identify so hard with Chunk. I hate I know. it. <laughs> oh my god! Mush that pizza into the glass too. Mm. It was <laughs> it's sad. Uh, uh, so in a Hawaiian shirt. Let's think. Is that? Oh, and then Sean Astin's last one, which he doesn't. They don't show him in the montage. No, he's not part of the montage. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then it goes to Mikey Mikey's and Brand's house because they're brothers. And who shows up first? Is it Mouth? Yes. Mouth shows up first. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just a a random summer day and they're going to hang out or something. A or summer day in Oregon. Yeah. I know. I think it's set in the fall. It's some type of break or a weekend because the kids aren't doing anything. It's set in Astoria. Yeah. Oregon. Astoria, or Oregon. it was filmed in Astoria. I don't know if it's That's also set. And it's set there too. Okay. Okay. Um, Oregon. So, I'm not, you know, Oregon's just a state that. I don't think about. I don't really care one way or the other about it. It kind of gets buried because, like, isn't that the state right above California? It, near it, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, right next to it. I'm so There's bad a lot of geography. cool things that go on in Oregon, though. It has a lot of cool, like, scenery and all kinds of things going on. Oh, I'm sure it's nice. It's just not a state I think about. Right. Which sound, uh, we're from the Midwest, okay? Oregon is like way over there, and I'm not That's as West Coast it. as West Coast goes. Mm-hmm. It's like right off the ocean. Yep. But Mouth shows up, and then Data shows up and crashes through the door. He's the second one to show up. And then Chunk... Chunk does do that truffle shuffle. I think he's second. I don't know if he was... The last one to show up. I think Data was. Because oh. Data did the James Bond entrance. Okay. I couldn't remember who... Ca- it doesn't matter. Whatever. Chunk shows up. And they humiliate him. It's very degrading. Mouth <laughs> makes him do the truffle shuffle, which is an <laughs> iconic thing. I don't know. That's... <laughs> I think it's do iconic. It! <laughs> makes do him, it! Makes him lift his shirt and... Just shake his stomach like, God, that's awful. Oh, man. <laughs> and then was, this really I can't say it enough, Megan. It was a different time. It was an intricate way to open up the gate, too, to let the kids in. Like, you have to watch a It is really cool. And, uh, Mikey sets his own, like, um, trap system. It seems weird. That's not a Mikey thing, though. That's the only time you see him do something, like, really intricate like that. That's more of a data thing. I know. So it's, it's kind of really weird cool. that they had... Chicken had to lay the egg, too. Don't forget that. That's right. Had to scare the chicken. They it, Like, what, a balloon popped or something mm-hmm. made the chicken lay an egg? Yeah, it... I don't know. That seemed... 
out of place. Unless Data helped him put it together. They are friends, so maybe they spend time and put that it together. That could be. That's a good point. It's very possible. Uh, little things that no one probably thinks about, but I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that's not Mikey. Mikey wouldn't do that like I know him personally. Right. Uh, Brand's already there. He was there with Mikey. Yeah, working out, doing brand things. Yeah, with a headband and <laughs> shorts uh, over his sweats, sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And then mom shows up with Rosalita, mm-hmm. who does not speak English. And Mouth took Spanish, so he starts <laughs> giving his own interpretation. Yeah, the mom's like, can you, can you translate for me? And she's, well, I certainly miss Walsh. Because the reason Rosalita is there, which we mentioned in the synopsis, is because... They're getting ready to move out of their house and sell it to a company who's buying it to tear it down. And it's very sad. The friends don't want, obviously don't want this. They, the kids don't want to move like Brand and Mikey don't want to leave. And then their friends are sad because they don't want them to leave. With Brand and Mikey, like Brand, I don't think cares, but Mikey doesn't want to leave the goondocks. I think Brand acts like he doesn't care, but. He cared about the chick. That's true. He does change his tune as the movie goes on. But the kids are trying to find some way, some loophole to get out of this so they don't have to move. They're like, surely there's something we can do. Because it's their dad or whatever that's... Yeah, he runs the uh, museum. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to find a way out of this so they don't have to move. And then he's a curator, but... What is it? Uh... Brand breaks it to Mikey that his dad doesn't make that kind of mo- like the money that everybody thinks he makes. Yeah, probably. So the reason why Rosalita is there is the mother has hired her off the street, I guess. I don't really know where she found Rosalita. I really don't know. But she hired her to pack up their house, which is also kind of like, mm, <laughs> I don't know how PC that is, but okay. <laughs> she hires a Spanish woman who speaks no English, a Hispanic woman who speaks no English and has a 12-year-old translate how to clean up the house. She's trying to explain how to pack it up and where to put things, and Mouth is being well, Mouth gives her the, the mouth uh, process of how to <laughs> get around the house. Got to separate the sex toy, or that's the where Do- Mr. Walsh's uh, <laughs> sex dungeon is, and you got to always <laughs> separate your drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like and if you don't, yeah, they'll lock her in the attic with the cockroaches. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> she gets scared of those. I don't remember. She was looking upstairs where the cockroaches were supposed to be. Oh, yeah. And, and then she then gets he tapped on the <laughs> shoulder. And, Hi. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then the kids go up to the attic. I. They uh, go up to the attic after um, the man that's going to buy their house comes by to ask if the parents are home. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because he's going to make all that property into a golf course. And of course he's like his own villain. Cause he's a jerk about it. And he's like, we are buying your home. Blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, it's inevitable. Yeah. Instead of just being like, Hey kids, sorry, you're losing your childhood home. He's just like, about buying this house. And I know he showed up wearing that dickish hat too. <laughs> ruining these kids' childhoods. But they go up into the attic because they're trying to come up with a scheme to right. save the house. And real quick, no attic from any house I've ever went to was uh-huh. anything remotely as cool as that. That attic was huge. It was amazing. I've never even been in our own attic. I know it exists. 
I've never been up it's in it. It's not an act you're supposed to be in like for that. It's just a check. I know, <laughs> but, but I'm scared. Oh, okay. I just want to look just once. It's like a part. I live in this house, but there's a part of it I've never seen. Oh, I, I went up into it with Mm-mm. the inspector. It's <laughs> just, just insulation yes. and beams. Yes. Nothing hidden up there. No, I don't know what you would hide up there except the heat. A body. Oh, no. I hope not. Okay, good. Phew. You need to start paying something on it. Mm, you need to start paying rent. <laughs> right. Or move the hell out. Anyway, they go up into the attic and they're look they're not looking for anything in particular. They're just They're looking just looking at for all, rich stuff. Yeah, to make money or whatever. Yeah. And hopefully th- something's worth enough to pay off the house. Who is it that knocks into the picture frame and not and breaks it? Mikey tricks uh chunk into holding it because they knew he'd drop it. Oh, yeah, and it breaks and out falls this piece of I don't know what was on the actual front that was framed. I think it was just like uh, a picture. It, it was the map, and behind the map was the uh, skeleton key. Okay, so there is a treasure map on the back of this thing that falls out of the Oh, and a frame. doubloon. I, I think I, I guess I would have forgotten that part. No, just the doubloon and just the map. They don't find the skeleton key till later. Yeah, I couldn't remember what was in the frame. I don't know what it was that was framed, though. That's it was, was the Chester to. Copper, Copper Pot. pot. The news article, right? Yes. Yeah, where he they, went missing. Chunk reads the Copper Pot news article, and then it breaks, and that's how they find the treasure map on the back. And they're like, "Ooh, we can go find this treasure, and we can save our house." Bran and threatens them, and <laughs> it's always funny. Threatens them about what? Leaving the house because the mom left Bran in charge. because oh. Mikey has asthma. Oh well, he's got his inhaler. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get too worked up i guess yeah and small breaths uh, yeah very small breaths closed yes. don't even breathe <laughs> yikes uh so they get this <laughs> treasure map and just in very kid fashion because it is kind of there are some adult things in the movie but it is very much a kids yeah movie. They're, they're just everyday kids they cuss they tell dirty jokes all kinds of stuff like that but their immediate thought when they find the map is that we can save our house. And we can save the goondocks. Mm-hmm. And it's all about friendship. and Yeah, uh, they're best friends. Mm-hmm. They don't want to split up. No. And they go on this. This adventure begins now. They decide to go. Mikey is the one who goes on like this huge. He gets super excited about the, um, they the treasure. They come plan. Mm-hmm. Because the treasure belonged to... One-Eyed well, Willie. One-Eyed Willie, that's right. Uh, and he knows this whole story, and he tells him all about the, the legend dad, of One-Eyed Willie. His and, dad used to tell him before he went to bed. Mm-hmm. And so they he tells him we should go looking for the treasure, and we can save the house. And I think they're kind of torn on it. They're like, I don't know, that seems silly. They, they like, try to tell Mikey it's a myth. Like, yeah. you know, other people have tried it, and they were never seen again and stuff like that. But then, you know, they realize it's it's now or never. We have to do this or we all have to move because that, that's their All of them are supposed to be going that week. Like Data was talking about moving to Detroit, mm-hmm. which I don't think he wants to come up an eight mile. <laughs> we just came from the Detroit area. I know. No, thank you. Sorry, Detroit, but I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, eventually I think they... 
they're either gonna leave without Brand, and he's like, "Fine, whatever. I'm gonna no, no, go no. with you guys." He was uh, doing the yeah, his little crunch retract- thing, retractor I don't know. Uh, exercises. Arm, arm thing. They wrap his ass up with it, and then uh, then uh, pop his tires. Yeah, and take because he wasn't gonna let him go. That's right. No. And so they trick him and wrap him up, and then they take off, and the adventure begins. Yep, so they deflated his brand new tires on his bike because he failed his. Doesn't test. he take his sisters? No, there's no, no, no sister. sister. He takes that little girl's bike, though. Somehow yeah, he gets a little, a, little, <laughs> a little girl's bike. <laughs> but So the kids all hop on their bikes because it's the 80s, you see. And there's no hoverboards. You get a little there's montage no... <laughs> right there, too, with the kids riding through the town, mm-hmm. trying to get out to the, um, I guess you would call it a bait, bait shack? Uh, oh, yeah, they're looking for... The, the start the, the of bloom. yes, they're trying to figure out the map and the the key on it to figure out where the entrance is to go to the treasure, and somehow they actually find it. Now you're probably are asking yourself, where do the Fertellis go? What did they have to do with anything? <laughs> Surprise! Worlds collide <laughs> because the kids show up to that cabin. That yeah, it was like looks, an old restaurant or something. Mm-hmm, it looks like, and it should be abandoned it was like yeah abandoned and maybe condemned even yeah lo and behold they get in there and it looks like someone's been there recently uh that's because it's the (laughs) fertelli's hideout and guess who's back on their way from the from the prison and chunk chunk is like the one like he's the one you you can't ever believe him or anything so because he's the one that said who was it janet jackson stopped by his house to use the bathroom yeah it wasn't (laughs) michael jackson but his sister did Oh, that's right. They're like, oh, kind of like the time Michael Jackson stopped. It wasn't Michael, but his sister stopped by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just, lo- just like the time you ate your way at like Noble, it was like Noble Roman's Pizza or something. I don't remember. It was something funny. <laughs> he is ridiculous. It just really the only the beginning is the one time I identify with Chunk. Beyond that, <laughs> he's, <laughs> and he sees the freaking Fratelli's car that the police had shot at like it had, with the bullet holes he tries to warn them as they go in mm-hmm. but it's too late no one's gonna Mama listen Fratelli. to him because he's always because he does when he first gets to their house he's like you guys are never gonna believe this i saw a real uh real police, police cars. car chase and they're like no you didn't chunk shut up <laughs> and so this whole time they're just building up this story where chunk is actually trying to Say like, hey guys, this yeah, may not be a good idea. Chunk turned over a new leaf. Well, for once he wants to tell the truth and they're like, sure, okay, Chunk. Um, and they go into this building and find a bunch of ice cream <laughs> and get yeah, excited that's... about the ice cream. But they are, they're just... Um, they're, they're in there exploring. and then they say they want something to eat. Mm-hmm. Probably Chunk. <laughs> but it was just so they could look around the building. Mm-hmm. They're investigating because they know the map has led them to this point. So they know somewhere there's got to be an entrance to get to the treasure. And Mikey Chunk, asked for the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That's where they come across uh, Sloth. Mm-hmm. Who, I thought Chunk found him first. Found no, Sloth Mikey first. did. Okay. Mikey was uh, going down to just explore a little bit. And he sat on that uh, mousetrap. <laughs> Are the Fratellis there yet? Yeah. Were they, they there, there from... at the, the start when they showed up? Yeah, as soon as they got into the front door. Oh, okay. Mama Fratelli's the one that like notices them. Okay, I thought they the Fratellis showed up while they were there investigating. 
No, because Chunk had already seen the um, the car. I guess you did vehicle. say that. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're trying to sneak around and find the entrance and uh, distract the Fratellis, not knowing that these are the criminals that just ran from the police. Except Chunk, he knows that. <laughs> he knows that. Um, don't they find the dead body in there too in the freezer? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, the so you have the, where they meet Sloth. They go back upstairs. Uh, the Fratellis have ch- chased them out. Mouth r- ran his mouth twice in there. And then mm-hmm. she threatening with the switchblade. Oh yikes! But after that, you know they're outside trying to decide if they're going to go back in or not. Brand shows up. This is after the Brand had been rammed on that hill by yeah the younger guy Steve Anton. Brand gets out of the where they've tied him up in the chair. He ends up going to leave, <laughs> finds out his bike has been destroyed. He ends up stealing some little girl's bike and is riding to where to follow them on this girl's bike. And Knees to chest. Of course, a bully of his sees him and pulls over in the car with that chick and and her friend. And he pushes him down the hill or something doesn't he do something he does he grabs him by the hand so he can't let go he can't let go of the car that's right and takes off yeah and then he just goes right off off that hill Mm -hmm. so brand's had a heck of a time he gets this building and he's like you kids are coming home with me now like you have no idea what i've been through to get here but they but mikey takes off inside of it then they end up down in the basement uh because it's where sloth was right or near where sloth was no um they were in the printing room for the money okay yeah i couldn't remember where the entrance was but it leads them to like a cave or something uh yeah chunk knocks over that uh deposit bottle for the water uh jug Mm -hmm. but he smells ice cream too that's why he goes into the Seller. Never mind, there's two times I identify with John. Right. <laughs> I smell ice cream. He starts naming off all those different ice cream flavors, and oh boy, it's just set in the freezer. That's when they come across, he comes, comes okay. across the dead body. Yep. And they the forget about Chunk when the Fratellis show up. <laughs> no. He gets shut in the freezer. <laughs> Chunk actually misses a lot of the adventure because he gets stuck with the Fratellis. Right. They end up catching him while the other kids get away. <laughs> And they start questioning him and telling him to talk and tell him what he knows (laughs) or tell them what he knows. And he starts crying. He's like, okay, I'll tell you (laughs) one time in the third grade. (laughs) But like the adventure doesn't start without Chunk. If he doesn't knock over the water deposit bottle, they wouldn't hear the water cascading through the. The pipes or the. um, The like hole where mm -hmm. the fireplace was, the fake fireplace. Yeah. But I just like when they start questioning Chunk. Well, I mean, it keeps flashing back to Chunk. You get like shots of it throughout the movie where he's being questioned. And he's just telling them like every time he's ever lied Talked or stole bar and stuff. or cheated. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like <laughs> snotting and crying telling them this. And they just look so done with him. <laughs> um, but that's <laughs> that's just the little pieces. We're actually following the other Goonies now. And yeah, brand. they have to go underground. They can't go back. Uh-huh. Chuck got left behind. They try. He tried. They tried to tell him to get out of the building mm-hmm. through the window. He does. 
then they have to go down and explore. They just don't stand there just not to turn back. Mm-hmm. Chunk goes <laughs> down, uh, starts trying to wave cars down just, you know, because he's a kid. He's not really thinking about who's coming down the road. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't see who's behind the wheel. <laughs> Who is it? It was Jake. Oh, yeah, they're Fratelli. Mm-hmm. Whoops. It gets <laughs> taken he starts talking right. bad about the Fratellis to, to the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this really nasty family, the Fratellis. <laughs> <laughs> then he turns on the lot, the headlamp. Oh. <laughs> then he starts speaking in, like, Hebrew. Burahata. <laughs> Which is, uh, we've all been there. So he just starts, like, singing Italian to him. He just gets taken right back to the house, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> Dummy. Yes, the other, Francis uh, gets out of the car and puts him in the vehicle. Yeah, because they end up tying him up with Sloth, or in the same room as Sloth. <laughs> and he starts freaking out when he sees him. Poor guy. <laughs> Yeah. Poor sloth. Throws that freaking baby Ruth at him. (laughs) Just drills him right in the head. But then sloth like rips the freaking chains out of the wall to get to the baby Ruth. Which I'd have done the same thing. (laughs) He can't (laughs) reach it. (laughs) Man. And then something I've never seen anybody do. He just ripped that freaking baby Ruth in half, wrapper and all. Uh That's how he ate it. I'm like, you know, you can peel out on one side. (laughs) Man, I haven't had baby Ruth in a minute. I know. They are always good, too. Anyway, while all that's going on, we jump to the other Goonies. Mm -hmm. They're trying to do everything they can to get out of the, well, obviously the underground. Mm -hmm. So they start beating on pipes and stuff like that. And that causes a whole ruckus because pipes have all those, all the echo from underground. Uh Uh-huh. So when water's feeding and stuff like that and the pipes uh, start building pressure... It causes all kinds of bad things to happen. Doesn't it show the pipes that they're like running to the school or something? Mm-hmm. And people to the country club. Mm-hmm. That's where. Um... Oh my gosh! What is Steve Anton's name? And I can't remember what it is. It might just be Steve. We'll just call him Steve. We'll just call him Steve. But uh, he gets shut up all, or shot up off the toilet. Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> Uh, oh, because they start pulling on the actual pipe. They aren't just banging on it. They're like, yeah. <laughs> and like the guys the in the shower are like trying to reach for the knobs and stuff. And they're like just pulling in through the wall. Yeah. From all the pressure. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, but then I don't remember what happens after they, they break the pipes. They just have to keep exploring. So they, they just go further into this cave. They're trying to right. find ways out because the pipes didn't work out for them, I guess. And Things start really breaking up because it's just, it starts becoming just more about the adventure. You do get like a tad bit of a weird romance in there because the one, the Burnett's like has a crush on Andy. Brand and, oh, Andy, the girl's name is it. That's right. Yeah. And she's got a crush on Brand and awkwardly, they all split up to go to the bathroom, and she ends up, like, sneaking into some weird, like, side cave, and she's trying to get Bran to come in there with her. They all had to potty. There's, like, some mix-up, and his younger brother, Mikey, Sean Astin, goes in there instead, and she ends up kissing Sean Astin. I'm like, what a random part with in his, the movie. With his braces on. Yeah, she's like, oh, because she asked the other girl, she's like, does Bran have braces? Because <laughs> it was in the dark, and apparently you don't realize you're kissing a 12-year-old. The thing is, is Josh Brolin sent him in there. 
Yeah, did he just not have a crush on that girl? I no, no, no. Or... He was just having. He was just like, "Can you go see what oh, she wants?" Because he had to pee, so he goes see what she wants. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, they find the skeleton key after they find the remains of Chester Copperpot. So they, they do. They find the skeletal, an actual skeleton. They're like, "Holy right. crap, we're in deep now." <laughs> uh, they check his wallet. They find out it's him. Uh, he had a freaking rookie Minty Man- Mickey Mantle baseball card in his wallet. <sighs> Random. I would have took that. <laughs> I don't know why they left that there. Oh, they did leave it. Yeah. Hmm. They could have. They could have saved their house with that. Uh, at the time, even in oh 85? yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, then what, what happens after that? They well, you got the Fratelli's trying to blend uh, Chunk's hand. Oh yeah, we flash back to Chunk, and they're still trying to interrogate him. Yes, get information from him when he literally knows nothing. They think that he's like <laughs> working with the police or something, and doesn't realize they're just kids going on a treasure hunt. Oh, by this time, though, I think Sloth's already, uh, like, they're trying to call the police, but then the police don't believe Chunk. So <laughs> we've, we've kind of missed a part in there because right about that time, they're, like, talking about uh, the time he called about the little monsters that uh, <laughs> multiply when they you put them in water. Yes, <laughs> Talking about right. gremlins that just came out the year before. Also, yes. Also linked to Spielberg. <laughs> Man, that was a great tie-in. The fact that Chunk is that young and has already set a reputation <laughs> with the police that they're like, they didn't call him by his first name. Is this you, Lawrence? Uh, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm telling the truth this time. <laughs> right. And they hang up you on You gotta him. believe me. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, yeah, it. he's still <laughs> trying to get away from the Fertellis, but him and Sloth end up blinking up, so don't worry. Things will come full circle with that and the fratellis uh are actually down into the cave now uh coming after them because mm-hmm. sloth is technically one of the fratellis he's uh the he's son the he's youngest another, son he's another brother but he has the the birth defects yeah and he they treat him like crap anyway so they do. He, he turns on them immediately sloth's like i'm on your side chunk let's go <laughs> yeah there's a lot of cool th- Things that happen, they just are exploring, exploring. They come across all these booby traps. Like you have the rocks mm-hmm. that start f- uh, falling from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Uh, the it, ground that lets out and Data has to use his, uh, what is it? The pinchers of power? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> you have uh, him using the slick shoes against the Fratellis. Mm-hmm. Then you have them having to play the piano. Andy had to play the piano with the skeleton keys. Yeah, everyone at some point got to use. Yes, yeah. and Mouth had to uh, use his uh, the Spanish. Oh yeah, that was like a, a dual thing. He had to read it, and she played it. Right. So everybody does something in the movie that mm-hmm. that's needed. Yes. Yeah. Cause now after they go through all these booby traps and it. The piano, that's when it opens up into the actual cavern, right? Yeah, Where you see cavern. you see the pirate ship and you realize or no, 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 just, no, that, they go down that those that those big water tunnels. Uh-huh. That just go on forever and they just get dropped into the water. Okay. Is it the same cavern though where the ship is? Yes. Okay. 
that's and they get to see the ship for the first time and it's like holy crap this is real <laughs> like yeah, that really was really cool like mm-hmm. could you imagine that as a kid you did all this exploring and then the thing you were actually in you were actually set out to do you actually did it right it wasn't well because everyone always thought it was a myth and didn't think right it was and really there were people that were supposed to be brilliant and like did heavy research and were historians to it and they never even came close Mm-hmm. Like Chester P- Copperpot died at the beginning. Yeah. They found him relatively early on as far as the 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 map goes to get to this. And they've finally found it. And yes, the ship is full of jewels and gold and Not at first. When they get onto the ship, they start looking around and they're like, Where's the gold and all that? Mm-hmm. And then something happens and one of the boards lets out from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And that's the way to get into the, I guess you would call it the meeting room for the pirates. Okay. That's where all their skeletons were sitting in circle around the rich stuff. So it was like a, With a, at the f- a trap, head. not a trap door, but a hidden, right. hidden door to hide all the, uh, hide all the treasure and they all died sitting around it, which is weird. I don't know. I guess that was. Well, they were pirates. They were probably going to be executed. So, you know, mm. what can you live for? But now they find all these jewels and I don't know. I They haven't even like thought about how are we going to get out with this stuff. <laughs> and they don't have time to think about it because who comes busting in? The damn Fratellis. Fratellis. And Ugh, F them. So they like trap the kids on the ship and they make them walk the plank, I think. They end up- yeah, Andy and... They make Andy run, walk the plank while she runs her mouth. Oh, yeah. Because now she wants to grow so a backbone. Brandis, yeah, so Brandis jumps in after her. Mm-hmm. Just right off the top of the boat. Without any injury. Well, I think before they make mouth jump in, he's shoved all the jewels in his mouth. <laughs> and she makes him spit it out. I think the only... Yeah, I guess they all jumped out off the ship at one point. I think, because now they're like, great, the Fratellis have all the jewels. What are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, and Sloth and Chunk make it in there, too. Yeah. Save the day. They try to play uh, hopscotch with Sloth oh. and his two brothers. <laughs> he wraps them up. Uh-huh. Ma, you've been bad. Oh, my God. Was that really the the actor? Was that him talking, too? Yes. Okay. He's, that's not how he really talks, I, though. I figured. Okay. I just didn't know. I thought you were just going to say something because you know he's a football player. No, I just didn't know if he would do the voice because since he was a football player, I, I didn't know if he. they just needed his Honestly, body. Honestly, he, he did a really good job in character. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's not to be like poo-poo on um, athletes, but I not all athletes are actors and not all actors are athletes. So uh, OJ was an actor. Oh, okay. On trial. <laughs> No, he was in the oh. Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yeah, he... He was also in the uh, Ice Toner Gloves. Oh, no, not Ice Toner Gloves. What was that? It had come to me. I know, but he also did a good bit of acting on the stand there. Oh, the glove doesn't fit. Oh, you gotta. You must have quit. <laughs> oh, my God. Gloves didn't fit, Megan. We're not talking about OJ. We're talking about the Fratellis, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> um. Uh, did they make <gasps> sloth? OJ. Oh, that's Dave, that's Dave Chappelle. Oh, man. Two letters, and I'm like, Dave Chappelle. Got it. Some <laughs> stuff I know what you're talking about. 
But Sloth and Chunk, yes, they come in to save the day. Dressed as pirates. They, he wraps up his brothers and then mom is like, oh, Sloth, don't, or she doesn't call him Sloth, but she's like. She calls him Slothy. Is that what she calls him? Yeah. Okay, I didn't think she called him just Sloth. She but. talks about dropping him a couple times. Oh, God, yes. She's like, I only dropped you a few times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, and she's trying to, like, <laughs> make him not hurt her, and he's like, bad. <laughs> yeah, so they all end up in the water. Yeah, the Fratellis get strung up on the boat and get tossed off. Uh, the rocks start to fall from the ceiling from where uh, the last trap got set by the Fratellis with the, when they were trying to take treasure off the ship. Oh, yeah. There's got to be one last fail safe. Pirates definitely had all their all their bases covered. It's just... The movie has a really, really great ending. But it gets scary because the rocks do fall in right. and the kids have to like... Sloth has to hold the whole thing up <gasps> to the back. So sad. They could see like their little tunnel on the way out. They had to like abandon all the jewels and they're super disappointed. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we also don't want to die. So they yeah. take off to that it's bittersweet. little... bittersweet. To that tunnel and Sloth sacrifices himself by holding it open and oh saying goodbye to chunk yeah <laughs> that was sad. heartbreaking um i don't remember what sloth says to him sloth love chunk <laughs> and then he like pats him through his legs he's like please go yeah like, oh it was really sad but the kids escape and the kids have been missing for a couple days hasn't been days i thought it was just yeah it's been a couple days and hmm. then you had uh the beach police, mm-hmm. they happen to see them and approach them. Yes, and I don't know what the kids tell them. I don't think they even get they to They were start. on a pirate ship, and they're like, yeah, right. And then, and then they see it out in the distance. So all of a sudden, like, the cavern breaks open, and the ship comes sailing out, which I don't know how that Which w- is a great shot. I guess if the rocks fell, hit the water, and somehow... I, the, the ship broke it. through the broke through that. I know, but I'm saying like realistically, well, I obviously after this point we've denied or we've defied all types of physics <laughs> anyway, but somehow the ship manages to unlodge itself and goes floating out to sea and they're like, there's a pirate ship. <laughs> they're all excited. Um, you, well, there's just, it's just a very big moment when you see the ship out in the middle of the ocean and then you know all the parents are there mm-hmm. police uh the news because then you realize not all is lost but you know who shows up the the uber villain and the dick hat right worse than the fratellis worse than oj <laughs> <laughs> he shows up uh pin in one hand the paperwork in the other mm-hmm. and mikey apologizes you know he because he tried yeah but then uh they were handing stuff off, and then the marble bag that Rose, Rose Alita had oh, had the jewels in it. That's right. Who had the marble bag? Was it Mikey? Mal- or Mikey? Okay. He ended up getting some jewels, which is enough to prove that... The house is saved. The, yes. all, the goondocks is saved. Mm-hmm. So Dad is like gives him the big F you and rips the, the contract up. Tosses that shit in the air, too. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's going to celebrate. But you know we still have to have a little bit more justice because out from the rubble crawls the Fertellis and the police Instantly and arrested. <laughs> arrest them too. So everyone gets a happy Chunk's ending. Just, yeah, Chunk gets his pizza and he gets Sloth. Yeah, ends up getting to take, like him and Sloth 
go home together. He's like, you've yeah. got to come home with me. Yeah, you get to live with me now. <laughs> He's not a pet. <laughs> <laughs> it's his friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did miss the part, though, where Sloth rips his shirt open and he's wearing that Superman shirt underneath. Yeah, except he said it stands for Sloth. Yeah. Uh, so Sloth and Chunk get to go home. The kids' mm-hmm. houses are saved. The Fertellis go to prison. And all is well in the world of a story. Mouth and uh, one chick make up. Which is weird because they are... I just assume the girls were a lot older than the Goonies. Like, the girls have to be at least anywhere from 16 to 18, right? I would think so. And the Goonies no, are like... No, maybe well, like 14, 15 is what they're supposed to be. And eh, I think the Goonies must be like... 12 like, or 13. Like, yeah, like 11 to 13. Yeah, it just seemed weird because Mouth seems so much younger than the blonde and they end up making them like... Friends. Friends or... Yeah. He shows in the mirror, he's like, it's the ugliest thing he's seen all day. I thought they were pushing kind of a romance between those two. I guess. And then Brandon, Andy get together. Yay. Because we did skip a little part in there where the bullies actually have a chance to save the Goonies at one point. They see them down the well. And instead, the guy's still like an uber jerk. Because the girls were going to come up. And he's like, oh, I'm only going to take you guys. And so they, ju- she just sends her jacket up or something. Uh, his jacket. That was oh, his jacket. His, yeah, she was wearing the bully's jacket and she ends up sending it up the well. So we skipped that part. But yeah, the bullies had a chance to help them out and then didn't just because he's a tool. He And he was an uber tool. Yep. But, but that's Goonies. We get uh, Goonies are good enough to close the movie. Mm-hmm. Cindy Loppers. <laughs> I think we get the full on music video, right? At least Not maybe the music in video, the... just the music. Okay. I didn't know if you, you got actually... the music video at the start of the movie before they get ready to go on that adventure. Oh, yeah. It's on the TV. Yep. And that wraps up the breakdown of the movie. Fun, fun movie. Freaking great movie. It is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now you said you, which I'm genuinely surprised. You said you didn't know a lot of facts about no i have a lot of i have trivia but i don't know if i have a lot of trivia like one thing i can talk about is did you know the original ending was supposed to be it was supposed to be an octopus i did i've got it in here okay yeah Yeah, they had to completely cut it out there because of how bad they thought it looked so instead they used it in cindy lopper's music video oh (laughs) well if it looked like that then yeah that's probably a good idea and it fit and it fits cindy lopper that's why it was good for her video it was good enough. Oh my gosh. You s- <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to talk about a little bit of trivia and I'll see if I can't surprise you with okay. some of this. All right, so we'll start off something easy. And we kind of already mentioned it that The Goonies was actually shot in Astoria, Oregon. And there, except for the parts in the tunnels and in the cave, like the pirate ship, those big scenes, that was shot in Burbank, California on sound stages. But, um, yeah, for the majority, it was set in and filmed in Astoria. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It was a five-month shooting schedule, by the way, to get all that done. Honestly, that's kind of that might that that's short. That's what I'm like. I don't. I can't tell if that's a long time or not a long time. Yeah, because like big budget movies usually take forever to make. Yeah. And that would have been, yeah, that's considered big budget. I don't know why. I mean, was it because of the names or just Steven Spielberg was associated with it? Spielberg. Okay. that's. I didn't know how, 
Sean Astin wasn't a name yet. Josh Brolin wasn't a name. Sean Astin wasn't anything yet. Yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman, maybe, but he, not enough to pull that kind of money. So I think it had to have come from Spielberg. Corey Feldman was like a no name. Like, At that point. Like the movie he did was like... Friday? Yeah, Friday 4. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Yeah, none of them were names. Well, and that's Josh Brolin. This was actually his movie debut. This Makes is his sense. first movie. So the guy who played Brand, this is the older brother. It was his first movie. Didn't do too bad, I would say. Uh, in no, one scene, and we, we've talked about this before. In one scene, Sean Astin accidentally calls Josh by his real name instead of his character name. Yes, it it's, happens more than once. And I think they stick with it throughout the rest of the movie. They said it's a scene. It's the scene where Chunk breaks the water cooler in the basement. Yeah. Of the abandoned restaurant, he ends up calling, actually calls him Josh instead of Bran. Um, now, Jeff Cohen, who plays Chunk, he's actually still in the movie business, but not in the way that you would think. He's a lawyer? Mm-hmm. Yes. After this, this was his only live action movie he ever did. Yeah, because he went on the t- TV talk shows and all that, and it ruined his... Uh career yeah he left acting and actually went on to get a law degree and now he's a founding partner at an entertainment law firm he's in really good shape too yep that's him now he's just bald and yeah all lawyer like i guess uh okay so sean astin i hoping this one will actually surprise you let's see go ahead sean astin's one-eyed willy speech was improvised where really? he tells all the kids the story of one-eyed willy up mm-hmm. in the attic. Yes. Oh, good. I got you. Because so far, like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay. No, I, I did, wouldn't even have guessed that at all. Yep. So uh, they said to get a more naturalistic performance out of Aston in that scene, he Donner had him improvise it in an offbeat way. So what Donner did was he told him the story of One-Eyed Willie and said, now tell me the story back. So he only got to hear it one time. He never saw it in print. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is how you teach a kid to act. Yeah. So all of that was improvised. And I talk. We've talked about that before. Like he just seems so enamored with the story, and right. that seemed like I feel like that's his most animated part is telling that story too. Yes. I could, yeah. And child acting is really hard. Like mm-hmm. uh, children in a movie can ruin the movie. And then there's only a couple movies we've actually said like the kids make the movie. This is one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I would say it's one of his more animated parts of the movie just because he gets so excited to talk about one-eyed willie because it's something his dad always told him about and yeah he the donner just told him the story once and said okay we're gonna roll camera and you're just gonna tell your friends what we just told you yeah that's really cool i I didn't know that Mm -hmm. all right so the treasure map that they find uh it's all aged it's browned and ripped and it's covered in blood right that blood is real Really? Mm-hmm. So the production designer, his name is J. Michael Riva. Riva. He <laughs> thought that the prop treasure map looked too new, so he tried to age it like 300 years. So after he poured coffee on the map, he wanted to add a little bit of blood, but the prop department was out of paint, so he just pricked his own finger and dropped blood along the edge of the map. Okay, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Richard Donner has done some work too, Meg. Yeah. Like he directed your favorite, well, our favorite Christmas movie. 
Scrooged. Oh, really? Yeah. I he also did all the Lethal Weapon movies, which you love Lethal Weapon too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a big Lethal Weapon guy, but you love Lethal Weapon too. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked about this a little bit, but Sloth was, he played, he was the overall first overall pick in the 1973 NFL draft and went mm-hmm. to su- two Super Bowls with the Oakland Raiders. Won them so, both. Mm-hmm. He can be seen as, oh, as a nod to his former team, Sloth can be seen wearing a Raiders t-shirt in the movie. Yep. And actually, the Superman t-shirt was also a nod to somebody else. It was a nod to Richard Donner. So you're talking about the work that he's done? Uh, oh, yeah. I guess he did Superman. Yes. When Sloth rips off his shirt to reveal the Superman t-shirt, it is an inside joke about director Richard Donner, who rose to fame after directing Superman the movie in 1978. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. that's amazing. And actually, yeah. uh, speaking of Sloth, it took a really long time to get him into character. He had to be in the chair for five hours every morning to get the... the Prosthetics fate, on? Yeah, to get all of that put on. Man, that's crazy, though. Richard Donner has done some work. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot he even did the Superman movies. But he did he did the omen also. Weird. That's such a wide range too. Of I know. He like did the, he, he did the toy mm-hmm. with <laughs> with who? <laughs> he did the, oh my yes. god. <laughs> I can't think of his name. It's um Oh my Pri- god. No. Richard Pryor. It is Richard Pryor. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Man, he has done some work. Okay. So it, the scene where Sloth is in the basement and he's watching a movie. Do you know what the movie is? There's some trivia for it. Is it? Uh, it's a pirate movie, but it is a pirate movie. I don't know if it's uh, Sinbad's Adventures or not. No, it's so old. <laughs> I don't know. I it's asked black you and white. Yeah, uh, the pirate movie that Sloth watches while chained in the basement is the 1935 Errol Flynn adventure, Captain Blood. I knew it was Errol Flynn too, because <laughs> he has a recognizable voice. And the Fratellis, which is really, it's random, but their name is Italian. They are actually, uh, they love the opera in the uh-huh. movie. So the song that Jake Fratelli first sings to Sloth and then to Chunk before he's captured. <laughs> See? Is from Madame Butterfly, the opera. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, so Chester Copperpot, he may or may not have been a veteran actor. Though it's uncredited in the movie, the photo of Chester Copperpot is allegedly to be of American actor Keenan Wynn. Wynn was originally cast as Perry White in Donner's Superman movie before dropping out due to exhaustion, which honestly, same. That's... <laughs> man, they do a really good job of linking stuff. All these random Like we were little... talking about how they mention uh, gremlins without saying gremlins. Oh, that's coming up next. Well... One more thing. Um, when they're in the caves, the bats that fly out and scare everybody, mm-hmm. the bats were actually just bow ties that were wadded up with black paper mache, and they were shot out of air cannons. They look they look real. Yeah, they're ties. That's really cool. That's <laughs> really cool. Okay, and here here's the... Movie magic. Movie magic. Here's our gremlin crossover. So... Believing that Chunk is pranking him over the phone, the police officer Chunk talks to recalls one of Chunk's stories about little creatures that multiply when you pour water on them, which Mm -hmm. is a reference to the movie Gremlins. Spielberg was an executive producer on both films, and screenwriter Chris Columbus wrote both movies. So, oh, and Corey Feldman also appeared in both both movies. He was. He was. Okay. 
So Corey Feldman's star was on the rise. Yes. That, see, that's what I thought. He wasn't like quite at his peak yet, but he was getting there. There's a little bit of trivia I'm going to give you that you won't probably won't find on there. Go ahead. So Corey Feldman was working on The Goonies. Mm-hmm. They were given like either a week or two week break. So uh, he loved being in the Friday the 13th 4 movie. Uh-huh. Uh, that when he was asked to do a, a brief shoot for a fifth film. Because he, he was already told that the fourth one was going to be the only one that they were doing. It was it. That was the final movie. Uh-huh. That he was really surprised that they were doing a fifth one. And they said they just needed him for a quick uh, dream sequence. Mm-hmm. That's shot at his house. And that's while he was on break from Goonies. So he never stopped working. Oh, he was. I mean, he was in back-to-back stuff about that point in time. Really? Like, realistically, he... When his star was rising, like, I know we said it peaked with the, the Lost, Lost Boys. Boys, but... Man, that's a hell of a peak. Mm-hmm. Like, he does a Friday the 13th movie, Gremlins, The Goonies, then The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good run. I mean, even if you say his career wasn't anything to, like, brag about... You could still brag about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. It re- Yeah, it re- that really is. Well, I do just have a couple more pieces of trivia here. Go ahead. About the movie. So Steven Spielberg actually directed a few scenes in Goonies, even though he was just a story writer. Really? Uh, yeah. In addition to serving as the executive producer and receiving a story by credit, he's also secretly direct. He secretly directed the scene in which the Goonies bang on the underground pipes, as well as the wishing well scene. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The slide at the end of the Goonies. Yeah, that was, was made real. by. Yes, all those slides. It was made specifically for the movie by like a big uh, water park company or something. Yeah, it was a fully functional water slide. And the end credits thanks the Langford Surf Coaster Corporation for building it. And Donner and the crew would allegedly sneak in after filming wrapped for the day to ride the slide. That's cool. The Goonies' reaction to One-Eyed Willie's ship is is a genuine reaction. That was the first time they'd ever seen it was on camera. Uh, another thing, I apparently like somewhere in their contract, they knew that Cindy Lauper was going to want a video mm-hmm. for the movie because she wrote a song for the movie. Mm-hmm. So like a few of the kids had to show up for that video shoot. Oh, that's why they're all in it. Hmm. Uh, back to the ship. So the Donner, he actually denied the kids access while the, to where the ship was being built, he wouldn't let them see it. So that way, when they did the scene where they get to see the ship for the first time, it's a genuine reaction. They weren't allowed to see it. So they built up this anticipation That's of the cool. ship building. Uh, it took two months to build and was supposed to resemble Errol Flynn's ship from the Seahawk. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. So Corey ah. Feldman's character was called Mouth for a reason. Not only was Corey Feldman's character appropriately named because he talked a lot, but the name fit for another reason. There was a scene where Mama Fratelli pulls the jewels out of Mouth's mouth. Yes. And it was shot in one take with Feldman managing to fit all of the jewels in his mouth at once. (laughs) Goodness. So that's where he gets that nickname too. Uh, You talk about Cyndi Lauper's um, music video with the octopus. All them wrestlers. 
So if you listen closely in the movie, Data actually mentions the scene that was cut from the film. So the they'll say they'll notice that Data mentions the octopus was very scary. He says that line, which seems really random, except it's... At the end of the movie. Yeah. Okay. There's no scene involving an octopus, so that seems like a strange thing to say. And the line refers to a deleted scene that involves Steph and Mouth getting attacked by an octopus after they flee One-Eyed Willie's ship. So, Data does make one tiny little line to it. They just didn't cut the line. Yeah. And then the last thing is that the mayor of Astoria, Oregon, has named June 7th Goonies Day in honor of the movie. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So the town hosts an annual celebration every day. That June house 7th. gets harassed a lot. It does. I have read that the because someone actually lives there now. It's right. not. Um, it's not like a museum or anything like that. Someone lives there that they had to put a, a sign out on the lawn that says no parking. And uh, if you are seen sitting there for so, more than so like many five, feet. yeah, or for more than like five minutes, police will be sent out. Yeah. That's nuts because people want to go up and like steal stuff from the house. And it's like someone lives well, there. Well, people Come were trying on. to like chip like parts of like the brick and the wood off the house. That's so they could own a piece of it. Like we really like Goonies, but I would never. You no, know? I've just like quick get out the get out in front of the house, take a picture, dip. Yeah. I wouldn't try to harass anybody about it. Maybe even do a drive by. Uh, just not even get out of the car. Roll down the window and click and then keep driving. Yeah. Break yourself, fool. <laughs> um, but that's all I have as far as trivia. So. Yeah, I'm sure there's more stuff I remember. It's just, the movie is so good. There's so many scenes that got cut out that had, like, big issues to resolve. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the movie or the Blu-ray, there it's on it. Yeah. I mean, the movie's good by itself. It it's, really is. It's silly, but it's fun, and it it's just a fun movie. It's a good movie, mm-hmm. and it has like this insane cult following. Would you really call it a cult following, though? Because it was a commercial success. It's got a cult following. People love Goonies. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that do like the treasure hunt things and all those all kinds of stuff. Yeah, for like even cons do it. Like, they'll do, like, a Goonies treasure hunt and all kinds of stuff. That's cool. Yes. Hmm. So. I guess we can rate it now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, I don't know what I thought you were asking. It's, it just came and went so fast. We didn't it's even fun. talk about the Purple Rain shirt that Mouth was wearing. Oh, because I forgot about it. That's such a small thing. That, that helped that movie jump in sales. Really? And made people go back to theaters to watch it. Random. That's dumb. And help reboost its album sales. That's as random as that is. Subliminal advertising. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first thing we're going to rate it on is the... (laughs) Rewatchability. Yes, can you watch it again? Um, Yes, yes, a hundred times yes. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. I will give it a five. I always want to watch it. I'm going to give it a six. Oh, okay. I might even give it a seven. Making up our own rules. The number is infinite. It does not exist. Yes. (laughs) It's a five with an underscore. Cool. For (laughs) as many fives as I could give it. Italicized. Bold. Yes. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter what time of year. 
I wouldn't really call it a winter movie, but even then, if I just want to sit in the house and relax and watch something that I don't have to like be super invested in, but just to feel cozy. Even if you want to just have it on. Mm-hmm. Like it, you, it still has scenes that make you like chuckle or just smile. It's a feel good movie. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's it's a that that's a good point. It's a feel good movie. And I don't think it's one of it sounds so stupid to like I mean I have to say it just because it is what it is. But I feel like girls can enjoy it too. Yeah. That absolutely. It's not just like a, a boys movie that I mean any if you like adventure, if you like if you have a very imaginative child this would be a great movie for them to watch it's really fun and um just i don't know fun to watch regardless of especially if you like adventure movies like mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of it of adventure movies yeah it's like a child's action film yeah that's why I, there is some adult elements to it but it's kind of like how they throw stuff into cartoons for the parents and they're like, huh, and the kids never catch it. It's kind of like that. Yes. Good point. Way. Good point. Um, yeah. I'm giving that top ratings five. Absolutely. And the next thing we're going to rate it on is its legacy. So what it's left behind. I'm also a five. This movie gets brought up all the time. Uh, before COVID struck, there was a teaser for Goonies 2. So it was in development. I don't know if it's gained any ground since, but it's not a remake. It was going to be a sequel. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to be honest. Now, Goonies is 37 years old. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, you got to be able to tell that story for a new generation of kids, you know? Like the Goonies is going to grow up. You couldn't make a sequel for it. They tried that with the video game and people were like, this story is terrible. See, for the legacy, I don't know if I can give it a five, which sounds terrible because I really like it. And I think, uh, like, the impact of it, you didn't really get a lot of adventure movies like that, I didn't think. I That's why know. I think it's, in a way, Goonies is on it's, on its own pedestal. Yeah, I... It's hard to explain. But I hate not being able to give the legacy a five, but I don't think I can just because it it didn't spawn like a bunch of other movies like that. But people still remember it. That's got to be part of its legacy. Just right. because it doesn't spawn a ton of sequels, remakes, well, and that's offshoots. Why we've got the rating one to five. So I, even though I can't give it a five, I think it'll still get a solid four just because it is a lasting movie and people are still they still love it and it's still brought up and things like that but as far as like i said just more things coming off of it or it inspiring other types of movies and media another thing about, it didn't really do that right and another thing about goonies is every time they launch any kind of toy line their toy line does amazing yeah goonies that's that's a big deal. Mm. It's just people love Mikey and Chunk. The data pop uh, when Walmart launched it, they they couldn't keep it in stock. I mean, that could be for the hardcore fans, you know, mm-hmm. just 
people our age, not necessarily kids, but it's just the people who grew up with it and still enjoy it. That may be why. But I think I'm going to give it a four, which I feel bad doing that. That's but fine. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. And then the last thing we're going to rate it on is the quality. Quality. So the way it looked, the soundtrack, um, just overall. I'm going to give it a five. You yeah. had to have known I was going to give this movie a full five across the board. I know. It, like, I've talked about how certain shots look great. I love the part where they're riding their bikes. Like mm-hmm. you've said, the pirate ship in the sunset. Yeah. This is, it has so many good scenes in this movie. The soundtrack's amazing. It features Ario Speedwagon with a song like Nobody Knows. I, for the longest time, didn't even know they were in this movie until I recognized Kevin Cronin's voice. Mm-hmm. I give it a five, too. I mean, just... that's I'm leery that you said there was going to be a sequel because I don't know if I want one. That's a standalone movie. Uh, I, I agree. But if you're going to do it, don't do it as a remake. Do it as a sequel. Enough time has passed, you could believe the Goonies are parents. Yeah, I just don't know. They're from Astoria. Mikey's dad was a curator. So Mm -hmm. there's got to be other myths and legends about that part of the country. They could find something to tie it in, I'm sure. I just... I don't know if anyone is asking for a sequel. Like, I... No, that's how this whole thing happens. No one's asking for it. It just gets pushed. Just like with the Back to the Future thing. That's been talked about for a long time. Like, And what's uh, the kid's name that plays Spider-Man? Which one? The new Spider-Man. I don't know his name. He's he's a younger guy. Oh, man. I feel... Ugh. It's not Andrew Garfield. That's no. so dumb. That tells and you he's, how yeah. I am. He's, to um, me, he's been the be- he is the best Spider-Man. The Andrew Garfield or the no, current one? No, the new one. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Shoot, he's very man. good. Could not figure that out. There we go. Yeah, he's done well. He's supposed to be in talks to be Marty McFly. Eh, okay, I he guess. Even, he even just said that like right before like the whole pandemic. That's what the plan was. They were going to move forward with it. I don't know. I just don't believe we'll every to. movie has to be remade. No. Especially... When it's a movie that's been big to a whole generation. Mm-hmm. But even then, uh, some movies like I can believe could be remade. Like, look how many times King Kong's been remade. Not pe- not very many people real- realize that King Kong has be re- been relaunched like five times. Yeah. I was never really into that movie, though. Any I've, of I've loved Con- King Kong. I love the one from the 30s, from the 70s. I could do without that one from... Uh, 2003 with Kong on Ice. Oh. That movie sucked. <laughs> I really liked uh, the new Kong movie and Godzilla vs. Kong. I liked them both. Yeah. I I don't know. I've never really had any desire to watch them. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that gives leaves us with our overall rating of this movie. Yeah. Which I feel really good about it. It was a five across the board. I'm still going to give it a five, even though I gave it a four on Legacy. Overall, it's still a five because it is a good movie. (laughs) 
and you should definitely watch it if you haven't I can't or if you never like really sat down and appreciated the movie because hopefully if you've not seen it and listened to this whole podcast or this whole episode uh it's ruined now <laughs> so it's still good to go back and watch it though even if you did do my that. argument's going to be if a movie's been up for a, a year or longer were you really going to see it well and that's so. why we were in the we talk about movies that are a couple decades old and we do the entire breakdown of the movie because if you haven't seen it at this point, this is, that is literally your fault. <laughs> that sounds right. like a you problem. That's not, that's something you got to settle with yourself. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can always, there's a skip button. You can go to another, a different episode right? if you want to save it and go and watch the movie, but you should definitely watch it. This really this movie is a movie that everybody should watch. Mm-hmm. It's, even if you don't like movies from the eighties, because I know there's a generation now that are trying to just kind of take put the eighties movies on a in the backseat. Yeah. But if they watch this one, I I guarantee they'd like it. Yeah. That's just it's it's a movie that I think you can watch any time, any just like any decade, and it's going to be good. Yep. And that's going to wrap up this episode, I think. Yeah, I feel like this went really well. This was a good episode. It was a fun one to do. And this is one of the ones where I was insanely excited to start it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is our step in the direction away from horror movies and stuff. But as much as we love horror movies, there's... Uh, our next few movies we have lined up we're really excited to talk about so and this was one of them this was a good one to kind of segue out of the spooky stuff and into a little more uh different types of genres i think it was a good stepping stone plus it's time to get your turkey on i know oh i remember what our thing we've got a couple episodes before thanksgiving but i remember our thanksgiving episode i know and i'm excited about I it do that one too when we picked it i was like i was we There's tried to movie come we could up, do. Yeah, we tried coming up with a movie like a Thanksgiving movie, which, right. surprise, there's not a ton. Um, then we just, we remembered this one. We're like, oh my God, we have to go. <laughs> we have to cover <laughs> it. So, but we'll save that for another date. Instead, exactly. why don't you check out this teaser to our next this episode? This teaser? Yes. Is, is that, <laughs> no, teaser me timbers. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Next week on the Retro Club. I thought she was pretentious, but now I see it. I've brought yeah. sushi to lunch. It's just, a, it's a more modern thing now. Back then, it's just, you know, it's more like an upscale thing. Pretentious. Now you can just go to like the Crozier and get your sushi. $5 sushi right. special Wednesdays. You better <laughs> believe it. It's only at our Kroger. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.